This is Invest Like a Honeybee, the podcast where you learn to be smart with your money and invest wisely. Before we get started, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not an investment advisor. Please make sure you discuss any changes to your portfolio with your registered advisors. I may continue to hold stocks I discuss in this podcast or not, depending on when you listen to this podcast. This is about Invest Like a Honeybee. I'm Henry J. Speck. Let's get started. One of the rules from the honeybee hive to invest like a honeybee has to do with recycling or repurposing, as I talk about in the book. Here's an example from way back when, probably the early 90s, of something we'll just call the Rinder House. So when I was growing up, when I was probably seven or eight, I remember going into the big town of Bonham, and one of the treats was going to the Rinder Bake Shop, because at the Rinder Bake Shop, not only did they have incredible smells of fresh bread, pastries, and pies, you know that smell when you walk in the door, and it's like you just want to eat the air kind of thing, and so... I remember going in there and he also made his own vanilla ice cream that we used to get ice cream cones and it was like a crazy amazing place so years passed like it's we're talking a lot of years like 30 years maybe and just after if you listen to the last podcast the mushroom house I was really hooked on you know I got you know this is an amazing business I've got to invest so some more so there was this building for sale that was formerly the Rinder Bake Shop. It had been turned into a triplex. So there were three apartment units. Let's call it uh, D plus quality, which means we're talking really not the nicest building on the planet. And there were a number of problems with it. I wasn't sophisticated. I didn't know enough about investing still because obviously I was still a rookie I had no mentorship and I had really no money so I was fortunate that two friends one from high school and his brother decided to join me on this you know this this adventure of purchasing the Rinder building we couldn't get a mortgage everyone were we're all about the same age you know we're in our 30s we have no money no credit, barely a job, kids. Uh, interest rates by that time in the early 90s were much higher than when I bought the mushroom house. And by the way, as you probably know, if you're an investor, when you go to a bank, they don't care if you have an investment property because they assume they assume that my mushroom house would be empty and I'd be on the hook. So they calculated that entire mortgage payment against me as far as being able to service a debt. I couldn't get a mortgage anywhere. So the one partner... Um, no longer with us, Wayne, who was an accountant, uh, tragically died very young, was a partner in the building, and he knew of a lawyer who could get private money. So we actually got a private mortgage on that property to be able to buy it. And, and I believe it was close to 100% of the purchase price. So we had the three tenants. Kind of the rule was the one partner would do the income tax and the money management got us the money. The other partner was... Uh, Brian was really good uh, with uh, repairs, like he was a very highly skilled guy. He could do all kinds of things. I couldn't do anything, of course. I had no skills. So I'm not sure what I brought to it, other than I was going to sort of manage the building. So 
when I took a look at this building, remember the theme is recycle, repurpose. So with the three apartments, it was bringing in some money. I forget. I think it might have been two hundred bucks a month. But it was on the main street of the town, just just off the main drag. It used to be a bake shop. The living room was sort of like the place where you would have walked into when it was a bake shop. And the back that they had converted into, you know, an apartment was actually uh, had been divided into another apartment, but it was actually. Uh, the apartment that made the triplex, but that front living room wasn't really necessary. So I looked at it with my wife and I said, Mary, I said, look, we threw up some drywall. We've got a commercial space. We have a very small apartment. We'll call it a bachelor behind. We still have three units, but we also have a commercial unit in the front because the building was pseudo zone commercial anyway. So on a weekend, we had some drywall up and some paint in the front of that building, the living room became the card shop. At that time, sports cards were popular. I knew a gentleman who had a part-time hobby business out of his house and garage. I worked with him at one of my internship placements when I was working to be a psychologist, so we had a connection. He said, Hank, can I can I rent that space? Sure, no problem. He said, but there's no bathroom. I go, eh, that's a problem. I said, we're not putting one in. He goes, no problem. He said, what I'll do, it's like three doors down from the post office. If I have to go, I'll just lock the store and go down the post office. <laughs> That's what he did. Now, did we get zoning? Nah, we didn't. it was already zoned commercial. Uh, we didn't have to do any major renovations. I'm sure I broke some municipal laws, but who cares? At that time, you know, it, it was an apartment. Uh, I mean, it was, that it, it had, it had a front room that we simply put a piece of drywall up. So it didn't affect the safety. The, the other apartment had, you know, had an exit, obviously easy accessible exit out. So it wasn't like the only, it was a commercial space, frankly, that I think had been converted to residential legally. So we're actually doing justice to the Reinder building. Now by repurposing that front living room into a card shop, we made a ton of cash flow. We all started bringing in well over 150, I think a month, which I got to tell you, when you're young and you're bringing in 150 bucks, that's that's great. That's like a it's like a part-time job. And the other benefit, of course, is that you know my kids got to check out sports cards. They're into sports, and we picked up a few cards. I think I I think I even got a Wayne Gretzky rookie out of the deal, although they'll claim it's theirs. Anyway, we and a Joe Montana rookie too. Uh, probably not worth anything today, but anyway, long story short. Just like the honeybees, when they repurpose, if you read the book, you'll know that when honeybees swarm, they'll pick a hive that has wax in it from a previous hive if they can find one, because it means they're going to save, they're going to repurpose, and honey is money to them, and they'll have more honey if they can find a place to repurpose. And that's exactly what we did with the Reinder building. Of course, I didn't know anything about best like a honeybee back then. It just was sort of common sense. But it was... Uh, it was amazing and it added to the community so it added a small business and this man was able to expand his business it made uh, you know we're able to invest more into the building and so it was a win-win and in the end the Reinder building became a card shop for many many years and then eventually we sold it now we probably should have hung on to it because the the building and the property became the back end of a shoppers drug mart we probably would have obviously made significantly more money if we had hung on, but we didn't do that. 
Uh, and that's another lesson. I, I love the two guys that it was in business with, but when you have partners, it changes the entire complexion of any investment. And you really have to have a personality. Now, when we think of the honeybees, each honeybee has its own job, and we call it focus and specialization. That's one of the rules of, of invest like a honeybee. And we did that, but unlike the honeybees, you know, humans have brains and egos and all that crazy stuff. So I'm not sure we all felt, you know, it's kind of like I think some of the worker bees felt like some of the other partners were drones that just sort of hung around all day. So that's, I think that's where we ended up getting it. Regardless, we ended the, the partnership. We all were still friends. And it was an incredible learning experience. That's the Rinder building story. And the investment lesson from the honeybees is repurpose and recycle. Is it not only good for your business, it's, it's more beneficial financially for your business, but it's also very important because it's better for the environment. By repurposing that room at the Rinder building, we not only created something new for someone to use, but it was repurposed just as the honeybees will try to repurpose and recycle in their own lives. So again, I'm Hank for Invest Like a Honeybee. I'll look forward to speaking with you again next Monday. Remember to pick up my latest book, What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees, the little book to be smart with your money and help the environment on Amazon or Audible. Pick it up today.